Oh, hi, audience. What's up? It's Greg Stero here to introduce you to the True Blue Riffcast, where they talk about amazing movies, bad movies, and everything in between. So you're listening to the True Blue Riffcast. Enjoy it. Oh, thanks, Greg. This is the True Blue Riffcast, the number one riff tracks podcast in the world. I am Jeremy, and I am joined, as always, by... Sup, everybody. It's me, Dave, one of the Riff Tracks fans on this podcast. Yes, one of the one of the two. One of the two that are that's always right. on this podcast. That that that's right. Oh, so how you doing, Dave? Um, well, I'm doing okay, except for the fact that I've watched uh, a movie called Copper Mountain twice God. in 24 hours. Oh yeah, we're going to um, be talking about this one. We've got a lot to say uh, um, and about. It's not. It's not good. What we have to say. <laughs> no, 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 not really. Not not much at all is good about it. Uh, we also have our uh, curated uh, Rift Tracks uh, Turkey Day Marathon playlist, and uh, Jack the Giant Killer is also lined up once again to be talked about. Yes. Or or, or or should we say that's on the table? It's on the table, yes. Yeah, that's on the table. We might we might broom it because <laughs> kinda like what well, we kinda like last week as in four days ago when we talked about dangerous men. Yes. Uh in fact I have some I have some very interesting well not interesting so much as it is uh enraging uh oh. comparisons. I'd like to do with Dangerous Men and Copper Mountain. Oh no! Amazingly, but uh, anyway, I'm sure there's other stuff we got to do first. <laughs> oh yes. Oh man, we've got seriously like we were talking about this movie a little bit before we started, and uh, yeah, nobody's yeah, gonna be it, happy with this one. <laughs> yeah, it's it's um yeah. So pardon me, Rift Tracks. If you're listening, we still love you. Yes, and definitely. It's it's, it's 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 entirely the movie's fault. One hundred and eighty percent. I mean, yeah, I, mean like, I mean, yeah, you were complicit too. You chose it and you did it, but I can't escape responsibility myself because I'm the one that paid ten dollars, and and watched it. So I'm complicit as well. So I I can't really if I'm gonna if, if I'm gonna blame Rift Tracks, I have to blame myself too. So yes, you know they always say when you point a finger at somebody, you're pointing. Three yeah. back at yourself. So, you know, thanks, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you expect from me? I, I I don't know. Oh, we're that age, aren't we? God, gosh, yeah, dang it. yeah. And you know, I've we're got, the dads now. I, I hey, I've got a few kids of my own, so definitely. But uh, I have none. <laughs> before before we get into uh, our our wonderful riff tracks discussion here, uh, let's. Let's talk a little bit about the weekend box office. Uh, the number one movie is, of course, uh, the newest film that opened, Ghostbusters Afterlife, which, Dave, you said you're actually going to go see that today, right? Yes, I'm seeing that right after we record this podcast. Uh, I it's, want it's, to go it's, see it. It's 10 a.m. here, and I'm going to go see a noon showing because that's the kind of time I have. Um, and also it's, um, well, I mean, Tuesday is really my movie day anyway, because like, that's when you can pay $9 for a matinee (laughs) when it's cheap. 
and there's nobody else and there's nobody else in the theater and you can just like yell shit <laughs> yeah that's funny. Uh, um this the number two movie eternals uh really coming Still in number in, two yeah coming in third what? place clifford the big red dog followed by king richard and then dune king richard Oh, it's, wait, that is is that its debut? Yes. Yeah, it just opened. Uh, and that's a look at how tennis superstars Venus and Serena Williams became who they are after the coaching from their father, Richard Williams. Yeah, it has Will Smith in that. In that. And I only know that because ever since I've started going back to the movies, I've seen the trailer for that movie approximately six billion times. Um, oh, speaking of Will Smith... How do you find Will Smith in a in a snowstorm? Oh my gosh, I don't know. You follow the Fresh Prince. Ah, ah. Dave, that was awful. That was great. <laughs> uh. It wasn't as awful as uh, our first uh, our first movie we're going to talk about today. Oh, oh, we're, oh, we're diving right in then. Huh? Oh yeah, oh yeah, diving right in. There, well, there's no real the news. There's no real news on the. Uh, Movie head pictures front. Uh, no, he just retweeted I mean, the, the the poster, which we've seen before. Unless you want to talk about Kyle Rittenhouse, which I don't. Absolutely not, Dave. <laughs> There's nothing about that that I want to discuss. Yeah, the... <laughs> regardless of what side you're on, that's not yeah, anything that's you like, want to discuss. Yeah, no, it's like especially <clears throat> with other people. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Yeah, everyone is so, awful. <laughs> let's 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 talk about something that's still really bad <laughs> on its own, and that's Copper Mountain. Uh, Copper Mountain came out in 1983, and it's I hesitate to call it a movie, even though it technically is. No, it's uh, really not. It's it was an advertisement for Club Med in Colorado. Um. One of the, the ski resorts out there. Um, and it stars Jim Carrey and Alan yeah. Thick. Like, these yeah, are names so, that we know. And yeah. at the time, uh, at the time, Alan Thick was, was definitely more well-known uh, because he was Jim already Carrey, doing... Yeah. He was already doing stuff. Mostly, he did uh, musical stuff because he did a lot of, like, game show theme songs and stuff. Yeah, he also wrote a lot of. Uh, yeah, he, he he wrote a lot of um, the music. Yeah, yeah, he did a lot and, of music uh, for stuff. Uh, the Joker's Wild, um, some show called Stumpers. <laughs> he wrote the music for Different Strokes, uh, the Facts of Life, you know that that kind of stuff. And and of course, he was doing some acting at this point, um, but they were both relatively. Obscure. As far as for acting, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, this was the third thing ever that Jim Carrey did. Uh, and then two years after this is when he, his star started to rise because of uh, the movie Once Bitten. And then uh, a couple years after that, he did uh, Earth Girls Are Easy. And then it just kind of was an upswing from there. Um, and then, of course, Alan Thick did... Um a show that I know that I watched, but I remember absolutely nothing about <laughs> called Growing. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. I, I re- for certainty I watched this show. I like, remember I little bits and pieces, but there's many, many other shows that I remember 
more of from that same time period from the mid 80s you know i mean i was like seven when growing pains came out so yeah <sighs> yeah i mean like but uh like alan thick the the like the, the dad from growing pains and i sometimes get him confused with um oh, what was his name guy on dallas it was also on step by step oh Patrick uh, Duffy. yeah <laughs> I mean, they're basically the same guy. Yeah, I mean, they're they're pretty interchangeable. It's, either it's one like could have Ari- done either role. It's kind of like Ario Speedwagon and and Journey. Like they're the exact <laughs> same band. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna get so much hate in the comments. <laughs> but yeah, Copper Mountain. Uh, it's these two guys, and they're they're taking a vacation to Copper Mountain, of course, and uh, Alan Thicke's character, God, I don't even remember. Oh, Jackson Reach. The, uh... <laughs> that was his name, Jackson Reach. And then uh, Jim Carrey had two first names. He was Bobby Todd. And uh, Jim Carrey was there to try and uh, hook up, and Jackson Reach Which... was there to ski in the uh, pro am and try and make a name for himself in in the skiing world. Yeah. Um can I point out that both of these characters are horrible? I mean I mean I mean I mean they're they're, they're horrible fictional characters. They're poorly written. Yes. But they're also horrible people. Entirely. Like, Jackson J- Jackson Reach is a grade A jackhole in this like We'll we'll get into the specifics of why in a little bit, but he's like he's the kind of guy that you would want to punch in the face, like if you. Well, met I him. mean, you I mean like well, you you also want to punch Jim Carrey in the face, but for different reasons. For yeah, for for, for a lot <laughs> for of completely different reasons. Different I reasons. mean, like also he's 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 a colossal doofus, um, and uh, he also just a sex pest, you know. The, <laughs> Yep. Yeah, he uh, he tries to impress the ladies by being himself, by being the Jim Carrey that we know and 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 know, and uh, <laughs> we know, we know. Uh, uh, by you know doing over the top wacky impersonations and uh, trying that was like to all he had for a long time. Yeah. You know, it's just like he he was doing like these 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 goofball impersonations. It's gonna be a little bit difficult to to talk about the story because there's not one. There's there's definitely um, not much going on story wise. We get a lot of music in this movie. Yeah. Um, um, by uh, um, by the one and only, the one and only Rompin Ronnie Hawkins. Who? And also Rita Coolidge. I don't know who any of these people are. Like all the people that they got in and they all <laughs> sang their 10,000 full length songs. I yeah. never heard of any of them before. I guess they were all <laughs> country singers in the well, 70s. Rita, Rita Coolidge, um, she, let's see, I'm trying to look. She won two Grammy Awards with uh, Chris Christopherson, who she was married to at the time. Uh, but she was really? a background. She did a lot of background singing for like uh, Joe Cocker and Bob Dylan and Eric Clapton and Hendrix and Stephen Stills. 
But uh, yeah, she so, like... uh, she sang uh, "Superstar," which was it was mostly known as a hit for the Carpenters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay. L- let's talk about that for just a second. Like, like the 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 song selection because, like, I would say a good. Oh my well, gosh. over half of this movie is 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 are these live performances, and they're all covers of other people's yeah, music. Yeah, yeah. So this this guy, this this Canadian uh, hillbilly, Rompin' Ronnie Hawkins. Yeah, yeah, yeah Rompin' Ronnie. Um, he sings two Credence, uh, Credence Clearwater Revival for the kids at home. There. Um, yeah, two CCR. Two CCR. Uh, uh, songs Lodi and what was the other one? Oh man, I don't even. I only remember, remember Lodi because they did it twice. <laughs> they like, did it twice, and they yeah, kept yeah. they kept doing Lodi, Lodi yeah, riffs no, throughout the whole yeah, thing. Let's like, do Lodi five more times. Yeah, I'm like, no, they kept playing Lodi again. I'm like, why are they playing Lodi again? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah, he was. I mean, okay. To to be fair, Ronnie Hawkins was a big musician in the uh, rock scene in the 60s in Toronto. So that's probably why that is most 2000 miles recognize. away from me <laughs> two decades before I was alive. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but it no it's just sorry if I sound like really frustrated and defeated guys about this about this movie. Because I'm just like I'm, I'm still very angry about it. Uh, because this movie is 60 minutes. Yep. And it's like the longest thing that Rift Tracks has ever done. As I, simultaneously. I was sitting there watching it, and it's just kept happening. More things just kept starting in this movie, and I'm like, why isn't this over yet? There's no way this movie should have still been going. It didn't. Feel like it didn't feel like a sixty-minute movie at all. This felt at least as long as uh, well. Let's we'll put it in comparison with the uh, the riff that they did of Batman versus Superman, which is an uh, a super long movie. It's what over two and a half hours, yeah. right? Yeah, this movie felt longer than that. Yes, yeah, it's 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 it, it it's as long as the Last Jedi. I. Um, it's, uh, it's like, it, it, it's, it's, it's 60 minutes, which is short for a Rift Tracks feature. I gotta say, um, ultimately, yes. uh, I know we've been getting, yeah. I mean like, oh, you know, we should find out, we should find out if, if, if our dude who is always on the message boards complaining about, about how they edit each <laughs> of the movies, I, I, I want to see if he complains that they edit like this movie. I did. I did like, check. Uh, to oh, see what he thought of Dangerous Men, and uh, he had no complaints as to any editing in that movie. Yeah, no, he got, he wanted to see the British guys. Uh, ass. Uh, um, but um, so anyway, there's there's lots of there's lots of singing in this in this sixty minute movie. I think uh, we I, get I at, say, least, I, at least at least uh, at least seven full performances. I would say it's a, I would say it's over half the movie. I mean, it has to be. Yeah. Um, yeah, at least. 
At least. I mean, because the songs were, like, they weren't just, like, minute-long, you know, shortened versions of the songs. They were the no, full no, things. No, full length. Oh. Um, and, and sometimes um, we'd get a little bit of a reprieve from it during the song when they would cut to another scene somewhere, but you would still hear the music going in the background. There yeah, was, you there still, was, you'd hear, hear, hear still Lodi going on in the background. Yes. And the characters would comment about how the music is going on in the background. There's um, at least but, three uh, storylines going think, on in this yeah, movie. Oh, what? Just one more thing about the music. Just when yes. you thought that like it was over and like you forgot about like the music. At the very end, they slap you with, like, two more songs. Yeah. Like, two more full-length songs. It's like, oh, my gosh, I thought we were done with this. Like, in the bar at the end, the very last yeah. scene. And they're, like, doing, like, a kick line, all the characters. <laughs> or attempting to do a kick line, anyway. It's really it's really horrible. It's much like everything else in this movie. Um, I've we've watched got, so uh, much about, about the storylines themselves. All I know is, is, is Jim Carrey uh, is a colossal doofus. And, Which you know, uh, to be fair, is pretty par for the course is, when it comes. Yeah, to it's, it's, it's him, but like it, it's particularly bad in this one. Um, like it's not appealing at all, like at all. <laughs> like, um, and he's uh, like, there's a scene early on where he's talking to these two girls uh, in a hot tub. <laughs> this is the dumbest thing. And like seriously, he, the dumbest thing ever. And he does a cannonball like 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 how he scares him off is that he does like a cannonball fully closed into the hot tub he jumps in the hot I tub. i can't think of a, a more dangerous dumb thing to do yeah shoes jeans sweater everything he just jumps in he's he's doing a a uh a steve martin wild and crazy guys thing to try yeah. and impress them and then he just jumps in talking about something about frosty toes and then he just hops in the hot tub like yeah, he doesn't climb in he just jumps straight in the hot tub yeah Lola, like full force too it's 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 amazing um and at the same time uh alan thick uh is uh trying to warm up on the slopes and you know falling on his butt and, and he says the dumbest. Everybody, yeah. He says the dumbest thing when he falls. Uh, he's like, "Well, it sure ain't a waterbed." It doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense. Like, dude, you're on the side of a mountain. <laughs> like, of course, it's 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 it it, it 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 it's rocks and snow. Have you ever been skiing before in your life? <sighs> like, well, apparently he had because he was pretty good at it. He was pretty good at it, <laughs> but like. But he is also wearing that hat. So Jackson I mean, Reach. Yeah, that's stupid. I mean, and obviously we know why he was wearing the hat. Because it was the only way they could really cover up that it wasn't him doing the scheme. Yeah. Like, but uh, it was it's like a big trucker hat that's barely even on his head. It's it's awful. It's so dumb. Like nobody would even try to wear something like that while they're in a skiing competition. A pro am skiing competition. Oh, and there's a guy that he like insults and like does like fat jokes with, and it's yeah, like, oh, well, I'm uh, probably gonna beat this guy. And the then, bartender. Like, oh, well, he's definitely gonna he's definitely gonna lose now. The right? uh, yeah, yeah, the bartender, 
who he he was born in Colorado and then he, he worked for Club Med all over at a bunch of their different clubs like in Paris and blah 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 and, and uh then he moved back to work at the Club Med there and he was like it was just like coming home. And this is all while he's talking to Bobby Todd, uh Jim Carrey's character and not Jackson Reach. And uh he's like Talking about, you know, oh, yeah, I used to ski, and I just don't really do it that much more. Now I just eat. And they kind of laughed, and then Jim Carrey went over to try and pick up this this woman at the bar, and he's doing some terrible impression of some, I don't even know what the heck he was trying to do. And he wasn't looking at her, and he, like, finally turned, and he was like, I got what you need. And there was this guy there, and he's like, oh, yeah, you totally do. And oh wow! Hooray! Nineteen eighty-three. Yay! Uh, all the 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 while, uh, Jackson Reach has started then talking to the uh, the bartender, and and then he talks to the club manager, who is basically also Alan Thick, and uh, <laughs> he like honestly, they make a joke that they both that they look like each other, like the 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 guys do. And a little bit later on, there's a scene where uh, Sonny Silverton, God, these names are so bad, uh, sits just, down next to Bobby Todd. And, and uh, smoking? I mean, come on. He goes and sits down next to Bobby Todd. And at first, I really thought it was it's supposed to be Alan Thicke's character talking to him about striking out with the ladies. Like, And then it cut to another scene with Alan Thicke making fat jokes about... Yogi he- Heba Daddy, who uh, okay. he was going to ski against. Stop saying the, the names of the characters. <laughs> <laughs> he was going to ski against for the last spot in the pro am, and uh, he was like really, like making some mean jokes about this guy. Like the dude was maybe what thirty pounds overweight at most. Like he wasn't this giant, you know, person. Yeah. And he had like a belly, like that was his whole thing. He had like a pot belly, and I don't even think that was real. Like, but uh, he's like, oh, oh yeah, the riff, wide load coming oh, down the mountain. Man, when they had the the quote unquote fat kid, <laughs> the one with the pillow stuff. Yeah, shirt. with the pillow. Yeah, that's what this. That's what Yogi Hebadaddy reminded me of. Yeah, and uh, no, I'm not going to stop saying the names. <laughs> uh, but. And then, you know, he finally races them and, of course, gets his butt whooped. Yeah. But then something weird happens. Later on in the movie, like, he gives up his slot because he's like, oh, I've already proven myself as a skier. I got nothing to prove. So go ahead and take my spot. He was on the the U.S. ski team for 10 years, so he's got nothing left to prove. Well, then what is is he even there for? Like, (laughs) Plot point. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so, like, uh, why was anything in this movie where it was? I hate so, this movie. I hate yeah, this movie. No, it, it's like okay, so so the ski stuff happens, and Jim Carrey gets on his skis. Oh God, I forgot about this. And then, like, he does this 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 super dangerous wacky time. Like, um, I don't even know what the hell he's doing skiing. Like, I he's, honestly don't remember. He's trying to, I he's trying to learn. Two hours ago. He's trying to learn how to ski. And while he's standing there and the instructor's talking to the rest of the class, uh, this lady comes up wearing a Club Med Copper Mountain shirt. 
with the suspenders on the outside of her uh, chestal area to, uh, you know, kind of emphasize what was going on there. And uh, she slowly skis off, and he, like, drools oh, he off after her. Like yeah. Yeah. And uh, ends up going down. It's like the expert slope or whatever. And he makes it almost all the way down, and then he wipes out. And then the two women that he had uh, been harassing the whole movie, like, these are the two girls that were in the hot tub. They were also in the sauna. We didn't mention this part somehow. Oh, no, right. Okay, uh, yeah, okay. So, he like, gets out of the shower. Of the, yeah. To go this in the sauna. one of the many musical scenes. And he walks right into the women's sauna. He just yeah. walks in and sees the ladies and just like, oh, hey, I'm just going to go and in they here. Just like, they just like. Psh. Yeah, they, they run out. But it's like, uh, really, Club Med? You you want to advertise? Is this, is this, that yeah, like this, this is something that we can do? Yeah, yeah just walk into the, uh, the women's uh, sauna there. Because, like, there are there are idiots out there who will think that that be like, oh, well, it happened in the movie. It must be okay. Yeah. And uh, so he, after he tumbles to the ground, uh, wipes out. He wipes out pretty decently. Um, and they yeah, come up to him and they're like, bumps, oh, yeah. that was the best. That was the best skiing I've ever seen. And yeah, she's like, are you okay? Sense. And he's like, everything's fine except for my leg. And then they like carry him off, and he like limps away. And he's like, "Oh my leg, ow!" Like he's dying or something. Like and, the moral uh, of this story is like you're just supposed to be yourself, and <laughs> women will throw themselves at you. Yes, but that's not what happened at all. At least uh, at Club Med, that's what'll happen. Yeah. So, but um. Oh, hi, doggy. Nails um, here. Hang on, I'm gonna mute for a second. <laughs> all right, I'll 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 keep the show going here for a sec. Uh, hey everybody. Jeremy's gonna go get the mail. I'm Dave. I can't see the chat, so because I'm outside. Now is everybody here at the True Blue, here at the True Blue Riftcast. I hope everyone's doing well. Guys, this movie was real bad. I didn't like it. Okay, I'm I'm back. They're they're okay. done barking now. <laughs> I think they're done barking. I don't know. I, my okay, beagle's so still kind of. I was just telling the guys that I can't see in the chat that uh, I I didn't like this movie. Like, and then like it all just like kind of crumbles to a halt at the sixty minute mark, and you're just like, oh thank God, this is over. Um, and then more music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then more music. They do like two more songs. Uh, it was. It was okay. Okay, so Look. I. I think we could talk about our like like the analysis of the plot of this movie. I think we. I, I don't know how much more we can delve into it Stupid than thoughts. we already have. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think there's there's much more there. The the third kind of storyline to this was uh, one of the ladies that works at the club. Um, her name's Michelle. She actually has a normal name. Her real name is Ziggy Lawrence, but. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> but she uh she's in love with her boss, Sonny Silverton. And uh she's gonna move back to uh Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, uh if if uh she can't be with her boss, basically. So Bobby Todd says, Well I'll help you, I have an idea and he gets a bed sheet and a rope and he he puts it on like a headdress that like a sultan would wear. Yep. 
it's very it's very offensive but uh the the boss kind of literally swoops in and grabs Michelle and puts her on a ski lift and uh they're talking and he's like I don't want you to leave there's there's something special about you and then smash cut to them laying in the snow smooching on each other oh, god <laughs> I feel like a child wrote this it, it, it's it's all right Okay, so let's talk about our feelings. Um, First and me, foremost, hey, Dave. Yeah. Would you watch this unrift? I didn't even want to watch it rift. <laughs> I, I, I got to <sighs> be honest. This is just like this, as far as movie selection goes, and I know we said this at, at the top of the podcast. I can't really blame Rift Tracks for it. This is entirely the movie's fault. Um, this is bottom of the barrel trash tier movie selection and yeah. what i mean by that is i mean not only do i hate it hmm. um it's uh it's 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 one of these there's nothing about it that that makes it remarkable and i want to compare it to at least three other movie selections the standouts for me this year anyway oh no uh when you look at like stuff that I feel where Rift Tracks has shined in the year 2021. You have Gumby, yes. you have Face Off, yes. and you have Dangerous Men. Okay, like like that's the kind of thing that I personally, me, Dave Chadwick, that's the kind of thing that Rift Tracks should be doing in the year 2021 and, and, and going forward. Stuff like this, I mean, like I understand why they did it. I understand because, and it, it, it's the same reason why this movie got picked up for distribution is because it has Jim Carrey in it. Yeah. Now this movie, it's it's it, it's 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 one of those movies where, like, after Jim Carrey became the number one box office draw in America for, or even the world, for many years, um, it was in Batman and The Mask and all this stuff. Who's in the Truman Show? Yeah. Distribution companies wanted something with Jim Carrey's face that they could sell. And people at uh, m- uh, movie marketing conventions have properties. This is like a thing that can happen. Like, like they own properties that they can sell to distribution companies. And there are people willing to buy it so they can slap Jim Carrey's face on a VHS box or a DVD cover. And it'll sell in like Walmart or, you know, just like, yeah, like or, or Best Buy or Media Play or like any place where you can go pick up physical media in the late 90s and the early 2000s. I know why this movie is on the market. That's yeah. why, because it will sell. It doesn't matter if it's good or if people are going to like it. You have their money already. I'm, so, I'm actually looking um, at the example of this right now. Uh, I'm looking at the cover for this release, which very obviously took place, you know, after after this, at this point in his career, when everybody's like, oh, you know, we need something that has Jim Carrey in it so we can sell it to people and make money. And yeah, I'm it, looking at the cover for this, and it says in big letters across the top, Jim Carrey, smaller font underneath it, Alan Thick. It's got a big picture of a younger Jim Carrey's face. Definitely not yeah. from this movie. Uh, yeah. And it says Copper Mountain, and then in very small font underneath it, it says A Club Med Experience. 
And then underneath that, in a slightly larger font, it says, Jim Carrey, in one of his first and funniest films, running riot on the Colorado ski slopes. <laughs> and, okay, and here, here's the thing about that as far as riff crack selection goes. This, um, I don't want to assume too much. You know, I don't want to, you know, step outside my place or anything like that. But it, 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 it seems to me that it's like we and I, I really don't even want to use the word remarkable, but we'll use it in this case uh-huh. because I don't think this movie is remarkable at all. But the one thing that makes it like I would say marketable is that it is that it's this weird entry that like not a lot of people really know about, even though it has a Wikipedia page for some reason, um, with Jim Carrey and Alan Thicke. And that's yeah. like the only thing it has going for it. Pretty much. Like, uh, like as, as now, when I say you look at Gumby, Face Off, and Dangerous Men, these are all movies that, um, I mean, Face Off, obviously, that throwback to the MP3 era, and it was a very famously bad movie at the time, and it's yeah. just ridiculous and stuff. The Gumby movie is remarkable in the fact that it's a, the, a Gumby movie that was released in the 90s, and it's just very strange and kind of a surreal experience. Dangerous Men is remarkable because it's crazy. This movie isn't remarkable at all. Nope. Like, you know, when you do stuff like this, you kind of want to pick movies that are going to be memorable for like, for like positive reasons. And like those three movies do that very well. This movie just pissed me off. Yes. Like, like I felt like watching this movie, and like, again, I'm not trying to like harp on on riff tracks itself for it. I mean, I know why they did it. Yeah. Um, and you can and tell listening riffs, to the riff. I the mean, riffs the, are the, good. The, the riffs are funny, but yeah. you can tell that like they don't really want to do it either. Mm. <laughs> it's like they're having about as much fun doing it as we had as, as we, we had watching, watching it yes and the thing is it's not even really a movie i i this comparison i know that lots of people love fun in balloon land okay it's not my favorite me but it. it's it's something that like it's not really a movie it's 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 parade footage some weird narration over it yeah i mean so but here's the thing fun in balloon land has is charm. I like like for all its faults, I'll give it that is that it's it's weird and like turn away from it. Yeah. This is just painful. <laughs> like <laughs> it's, it really it's, is. <clears throat> we we mentioned this uh to each other, you know, when we were doing our, our talking about it beforehand. And I honestly don't think I'm ever going to watch this one again. I've seen it twice now, and it's one more time than I would like to have seen it. This this will um, be one that you know, it's it's going to get buried, and I'm I'm going to say it. I'm not going to feel bad about that. Yeah. Okay. So um, it'll have good initial sales again because of the whole Jim Carrey, you know, and Alan Thicke thing. Mostly yeah, because um, of the Jim Carrey part of it. Uh, but 
this is rough, man. Like, yeah, it's it's it's. Yeah, I man, feel it's... I feel the same way about this one that most people feel about the Roller Gator Riff. <laughs> roller Gators. <laughs> no, we we Dave and I both love the Roller Gator Riff. A lot of people do not. <laughs> And that's kind of how I feel about Dude, this Roller one. Gator is so much fun, though. It is. I love Roller, roller Gator. Gator is so much, you don't like, have to like, convince me. Like you hear Roller Gator, and my, my mood immediately changes. Yeah. Like, I roller don't... Ga- like, like, this is like the anti-Roller Gator. This is like, this is like the anti-insane <laughs> like, fun. This is just like suicidal. You know? Th- does, this rank, does this rank down with, uh, with the Oblivion films for you? Um, or under the, the Oblivion okay, films. Look, this, this is this is absolute. Okay, look. Here's the thing about Oblivion. Okay, um, <laughs> I know you absolutely hated that one. I I do. I hate I hate both of them, but the riffs are outstanding. I mean, they did a great great job. Those are A plus riffs. Yeah. Okay. So like, they're redeemable in that sense. But they're also awful experiences. This, um, you have fun with Mike, Kevin, and Bill in it, but there's nothing redeemable about the movie. Like there's it's one, there's one thing redeemable. One thing redeemable about it. What's what's that? That is uh, the fact that right at the very end, they make a joke about the gobbledygooker. <laughs> Yeah, that just comes out of nowhere. Yeah, I think it's Kevin, which, right? Yeah, yeah. Kevin says that uh, if you have no idea about anything about the gobbledygooker, uh, it was a stunt that the WWF tried to pull uh, about and this mystery. They had this series, giant yeah. egg. Yeah, Survivor, which just happened. Uh, the the <laughs> recent one just happened on Sunday. Um, I had no idea Survivor Series was happening, and I'm a pro wrestler, guys. Uh, was they and, they had this yeah. big egg that they kept touting you know they kept touting around and they're like oh what's gonna hatch from the big egg and uh at the at the event the egg hatched and it was a dude in a turkey suit called the gobbledygooker, the gobbledygooker. and he danced with uh mean gene in the ring and was basically never heard from again oh <laughs> uh, but um it was as it was as, as bad as a gimmick as this was a movie. Yes. Now, as far as where this ranks, I mean, and we don't really talk about where we rank the movie because because there's so much riff tracks now. Yeah. I mean, they 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 started to put it on their site. Like, if you include all the riff tracks presents, I think they've riffed like what 451 movies now. Yeah, they have they have like a counter now that shows how yeah. many movies they've riffed, how many shorts they've done. And like I think number of live shows. Yeah. Let me let me check real quick. Well, I mean, but yeah, it's um, uh, yeah. That uh, the point is they have the counters. There's just so much that like trying to like rank things now. Four hundred and fifty-two. Unless it's at the very top or at the very bottom, I think is like the only times you'll you'll hear us talk about like where this falls yeah. in the Rift Tracks pantheon as far as quality goes. And for me, this is absolute bottom of the barrel trash tier. Like this, for me, and I very famously hate the Chad Vader pre Star Wars prequels, <laughs> uh, Attack of the Clones. I think uh, no, Attack of the Clones and the Empire Strikes Back. Those two. 
to me, like like this ranks down there with those two, with those two, uh, with those two. Again, it's it's entirely the movie that fault. Again, I'm not trying to say Riff Tracks did a bad job. I'm just saying that this movie was terrible and made me feel awful. Yeah, this is solely um, solely based like, this on was the a film. Miserable experience. <laughs> it was like, it was very like, very very rough. Like, and I, I I feel bad because I feel like I'm detracting sales from Riff Tracks. People who who want hey look guys if you want to if you want to check this out check it out okay this is this is uh, the red just, zone just, Cuba of Rift yeah. tracks just be warned like you're not gonna have a lot of fun I mean I feel like I would be dishonest if I can't I mean like and I rarely come onto the podcast hardly ever and have this much negative stuff to say about a Rift tracks release yeah but this is just bad <laughs> like it's it's you know, um, check it out. If you're a completist like me, have it in your collection. But just keep in mind, you're only going to watch it once. Yeah. I Just to see. I, I, in fact, I would do that. I would recommend that you buy it just to see how bad the movie is. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Like, you have to at least watch it one time. Or try and make it through it one time. Like, Hey, guys, I did it twice. Yeah. I paid ten dollars and I watched it twice. And and when Dave sees something he doesn't like, he nopes out and turns it off. So yeah, the fact that uh, you know he's he's watched it two times is yeah. You can't says say at I'm least not a something about Rift Tracks fan. <laughs> like I know the wiki has gone completely to hell. It's not entirely my fault, <laughs> but I'm still a dedicated Rift Tracks fan, uh, even though I don't do very much in the fandom anymore besides this. Um, and that's for different reasons. Uh, but you can't say that I'm not still a dedicated fan in my own right because I watched Copper Mountain twice. Yes. Which is more than like, I didn't watch Dangerous Men twice. Can, okay, can, can, can we talk about that for just a second? Last sure. week, we came on the show and we're like, we have to talk about Dangerous Men for an hour and a half. Yeah. And the thing is, we had a pretty good experience not only watching it, Okay, I mean, it was weird, and we both said that we were never going to watch it again. I think I might after this. I think I might go back and watch Dangerous Men just to get nostalgic for a time when I had not seen Copper Mountain. <laughs> you know, like, I, the, like, more, the more I've thought about Dangerous Men, like, the even more brilliant since, it is. Since, the, since our last episode, like, I'm kind of, like, it's, it's skeezy as all get out. Yeah. But. But it's but, brilliant movie selection. Yes, it's it is a great riff. Like I honestly I feel like it, not for the same reasons, but I do kind of want to watch it again. And I definitely would yeah. rather watch that one again than watching watching this one again. But the but, um, but the thing is I watched Dangerous Men and I was like I was like pumped up. I was like ready to talk about it. I want to find out as much as that about that movie as I can. I want to erase this movie. I want to erase Copper Mountain from my memory. <laughs> um so yeah. I mean, that's just so. I mean, just just the contrast of how insane. I mean, and and you can't say that Dangerous Men doesn't have a personality. We talk yeah. about movie personality a lot. Yeah. On the True Blue Riffcast, Copper Mountain and... is like the the most boring person you've ever met in your entire life. That's the personality yeah. that Copper Mountain has. Like it's offensively boring. Yeah. <laughs> 
<sighs> and but um, so yeah, that's for for me. It's it's bottom of the barrel trash tier movie selection. That's like it's it, it's down there with the Chad Vader riffs. I think that's all we got for uh, yeah. for Copper Mountain. <laughs> we could just uh, talk for an hour, just tra- just like trashing Copper Mountain. <laughs> I feel bad, but like these are my feelings. I can't pretend yeah. like I don't feel this way. I mean, but we should probably move on. Yes. It's, so Thanksgiving is almost here, right? Yep. That's only a couple days yeah. away. After watching the parade and gorging yourself on turkey, 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 with all turkey. the fixins, turkey. Yes. Uh, you generally have three options. You can watch football, and it's always the Lions, and I'm a fan of the Lions, and I say, ew. Uh, <laughs> taking a nap or riffing because, you know, as started back in the MST3K days, uh, the Turkey Day Marathon is, is still a thing. They still do it. Uh, they stream it online or whatever, and they always have a different lineup and whatever. Uh, so... I decided that uh, we would make our own uh, Rift Tracks Thanksgiving Day Turkey Day Marathon. And we have a wonderful list of uh, shorts and full-length movies for you to, to watch uh, as an alternative for uh, the other Turkey Day Marathon. Yes, we made this list, like, what, three years ago? Yes, we originally created this list three years ago. Uh, there's There's been a few updates to it since then, and it was never actually, like, a real part of the podcast. Uh, I think we may have mentioned it uh, in our first season, but I don't really remember because that was two years ago. Um, <laughs> and it's really hard to remember all the stuff that we've talked about on, on the yeah, podcast. Like, but... oh, yeah, there are times when Jeremy will tell me, like, oh, yeah, we talked about it. Like, we did? Yeah, we did and that movie. Listen, like, and I'll, I'll I'll listen to like past po- episodes of the podcast, and I'll be like, I don't remember this conversation <laughs> at all, like at all. Uh, but up first is uh, a classic from ACI. Uh, it's the short "One Turkey, Two Turkey," which is actually one of my all-time favorite shorts from Rift Tracks. It's so bizarre. It's supposed to be a thing about uh, learning how to count to ten, uh, and it's about turkeys in cages on a turkey farm. And I think they they make a joke something about uh, if your uh, film could double uh, as like a warning thing from the ASPCA, you might have some issues with it. Yeah. But uh, the whole thing it just has this uh, countrified song about uh, counting to ten and and turkeys and kazoo's driving turkeys insane. Yeah. <laughs> It's a great short. I absolutely love it, and it's a perfect way to kick off, uh, at least in my opinion, the uh, your your Turkey Day marathon. And of course, uh, what what Thanksgiving Day uh, is complete without a parade? And I know Dave kind of mentioned this one a little bit ago, uh, but fun in Balloonland would be next. Uh, yeah, that's a short one. That's like what fifty-seven minutes, something like that. Yeah, it's not. I don't think it's even listed under the feature length. Riffs? No, it should be. Um, I think it's listed under shorts. Well, it's not a short, that's for sure. Fun in Balloon Land. Let's see. This is uh, 55 minutes long. It came out in 2014. 2014. 2014. Oh, 
But uh, this one is, at least in my opinion, this is like an all-time riff, riff right here. Um, it's it's mostly a recording of the 1965 uh, Philadelphia Thanksgiving Day Parade uh, <laughs> that has the, the most Valley, insane yeah. narrator on it. Uh, and it's got some weird bookends on it. Like, there was it all takes rumor. place in a warehouse. <laughs> there was a rumor recently on Twitter or someplace that someone said they went on IMDb and discovered that the narrator from Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny is the same narrator from Fun and Balloon Land. Turned out not to be true. Yeah, but, I was going to say, I don't think that's accurate. They do sound similar. Uh, but, yeah, this this person is definitely, uh, she's, I don't know if she's drunk. She's got to be drunk, at least. Like, yeah. it was the 60s, so there's probably more involved than just uh, alcohol. But, I mean, it really sounds like it anyway. She is, she sounds whacked out of her gourd completely. Yeah, and, i got to put uh, you on mute for just one second. Uh, keep talking. I'm still here. I just got to put you on mute for a second, all right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so this, you know, we still watch the uh, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I've got kids, uh, and they still watch it. But I think that this would be a great replacement for that. Uh, unless you're like me and you're kind of hyped for the uh, Grogu balloon that's coming uh, this year, I think that'll be that'll be kind of fun. But our next uh, our next entry is a short. This one is uh, a Rift Tracks presents short from Bridget and Mary Jo, and uh, this one. Oh God! Okay, I'm back. <laughs> this one's called Let's Talk Turkey, and it's basically if you don't know anything about turkey. Uh, this short will teach you everything you could ever hope to learn. Uh, it even tells you what giblets are. And I, I have to, I have to mention this. I, he's in the other room, but I don't think he, I think he's got his headphones on, so he probably won't hear me. But uh, <laughs> when 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 he was younger, he did not know what the giblets were, and oh, we son? asked him, yeah, and we asked him what he thought they were, and he oh, no. he thought it was the turkey's nards, like. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, so I just something to embarrass my kid. I had to share that. But yeah, let's talk turkey. It's a good, you know, Bridget Mary Joe is one of the, I think it was one of their earlier shorts that they did, but it was pretty good. Uh, the next one on the list actually came courtesy of Dave way back when we did this. Uh, I was looking for uh, a deep cut. Oh, the oh the deep cut of deep cuts, the ultimate yes. deep cut. And Dave gave me this one. The 2014's Yam Bao. Yeah. We definitely need to talk about this. Yeah, uh, let's talk about that. Let's put that on the table. Yeah, this one needs to be talked about in an upcoming episode because this one's definitely crazy. Yeah. <laughs> There's it's a lot about uh it's, voodoo okay. and uh down in the and and, and slavery. Uh yeah. It's got yeah. It, yeah, it's 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 got a lot of slavery in it. Yeah. You know. We got to we just we just got to well, I was just going to say we just got to own it, but that's <laughs> oh, boo, boo. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Welcome back to the edit, everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things I wish we still had that for. Um, <laughs> but uh, I was actually uh, when when this when he mentioned this one to me, I was a little bit ashamed because. Uh, I I owned the Rift and I had not even watched it at this point. Uh, I brought I brought shame to my claim as the number one Rift Tracks fan, <laughs> but I refused to re- 
relinquish that title. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Not going to happen. That's something that was a real thing that we argue about. It's not a gimmick. Nope. It's definitely not a gimmick. It's and definitely, I'm definitely something that's measurable. Yes, and I'm I'm definitely still the uh, the number one ranked fan on RiftTracks.com under the achievements. <laughs> I may have held yeah. that that spot for quite a while. For, yeah. <laughs> Moving on, we're going to hit our next short. This one is uh, dining together. If you need advice on how to behave at your family Thanksgiving dinner, this is a short you need to watch. Uh, it's actually, I think it was a sequel to another short that they did, uh, Playing Together. I don't remember which one came first. I think I think Playing Together came first. Playing Together came out uh, February 26, 2009. Crowley of Shorts is, is a mystery to me, man. It's and like... uh, Dining Together came out November 25th, 2015. So it's definitely the sequel. They did it six years after. Wow. But uh, yeah, it's it's a good one. It's definitely a good one. It's not it's not the next short we have on our list, but we'll talk about that one when we get there because that one is uh, who boy. Uh, but but the next the next feature length we have is the wonderful land of Oz. Oh yeah, that's is, a great Thanksgiving one. That's a great one for Thanksgiving. Yes, because the the actual Wizard of Oz uh, has become a Thanksgiving tradition, and that was Rift. And uh, it had a great riff. We did talk about that one in our first our first season of the podcast. Uh, it's an outstanding riff. Have we talked but, about the Wonderful Land of Oz? I don't remember if we talked about the Wonderful Land of Oz, but I know we talked. Well, that's about, a good one. That's a great. I know job, we talked okay. about the Wizard of Oz. Um, I'll I'll check that out. Uh, go ahead and tell the people a little bit about Wonderful Land of Oz. While I Wonderful Land of Oz uh, is uh, an incredible. Uh, mashup between the wizard of oz and santa and the ice cream bunny <laughs> and when i discovered that they were finally going to riff it's because it's public domain and it's directed by the director of santa and the ice cream bunny so it's like you're getting two sequels two riff track sequels for the price of one and it's bonkers it's like pirates it's like i mean i, I believe it's shot at pirates world i believe i could be wrong yes but it was. um it, it's um it it it, it it's got it's everything you would come to expect from uh, the maker of Santa and the Ice Cream Bunnies to include uh, super sexy majorette armies. Uh, <laughs> what, dude, we have to talk about this movie full length. Because like, if I start talking we, about it now... We did mention yeah. this one uh, before. We did do a, uh, a full-on complete Thanksgiving special where that's the only thing we talked about was was stuff to watch on Thanksgiving. Uh, way back two years ago, and uh, we did talk about a few different, uh, a few different movies that we don't have on this list. We had Birdemic in there and uh, the Santa Claus Live Show, uh, but we did talk about Wonderful Land of Oz not at length. We need well, to do we, a full we'll, on. We we need to talk about it at length. We'll do we'll a very, do a full on episode good. of uh, of Yambao and the wonderful Wonderful Land of Oz together. Uh, yeah. yeah, this this, uh, it's yeah made by the same guy who made Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny, and it's it's ridiculous. It's just as ridiculous, if not more so. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 pretty great. I love it. I love it. It's one of my faves. Yeah, moving on to the next. <laughs> this next short uh, is called oh, wait, A I Day of Thanksgiving. 
Oh, uh, November 25th, 2015, this one was also released. Uh, but it's... This this came out in uh, the 50s. Uh, this was from Young America Films. And, uh... Yeah, this is like an anti-communist. <laughs> Good. Can't get enough of that these days. Um... It's all about... Uh, the shadowy political gangsters dragging people off to jail and oh man it's 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 also, i'm going to say it i'm going to say it we don't we don't uh we don't talk talk politics but uh no we don't why not this, this is pretty it's <laughs> pretty fitting for uh conversations that some people are still having uh at their in, houses in uh, the year of our lord 2021 and uh, yeah, so you know, if you if you need a way to deal with some of that, uh, maybe yeah, watch like, this short. <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah, w- w- watch that, and then when your uncle brings up his opinions on Kyle Rittenhouse, one way or the other, you can be like, "Hey, look, communism." <laughs> you can talk Something about the deep state police. To talk about. Oh man, but uh, you know, if you if you start all this after Thanksgiving dinner, by the time you get past this short, it's going to be kind of late. Thanksgiving's going to be coming to an end and uh as soon as thanksgiving comes to an end that's when everything like most things currently are already switched over to christmas but everything switches over to christmas as soon as thanksgiving is over and so you kind of want to uh to end it on kind of a christmasy note uh and we're gonna end this list with uh, the star wars holiday special which technically nice. isn't christmasy it kind of is um, it's technically Thanksgiving. Yes, it's technically Thanksgiving because it was uh, November 17th that it aired, which just passed, uh, and that is uh, what has been known as Life Day within the uh, the Star Wars fandom. And uh, they actually which is such did... a supportive forum, i got to say, Star Wars yeah. fandom. <laughs> They're so nice and, and open and not gatekeeping at all. Yeah. Um, but they... Uh, they did la- I think it was last year when they released the a new Star Wars holiday special. Uh it was a Lego Star Wars. Oh, lo- no, that uh, was outstanding. Yeah, that was I love that one. Good. It's that was, really good. It was uh, Yeah, no, everybody yeah. go watch that. <laughs> yeah, it's Lego uh so it's got, you know, all the good humor in it and it's all about life day and Chewbacca and it's it's really good. That's really have good. The showdown between Kylo Ren and Darth Vader that should have been in the Rise of Skywalker. If it wasn't <laughs> assholes. Yeah, because they go through like they go through like travel through time. Yeah, and, and they do a better job like... of it. Than... <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't get me started on Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, so. no, we don't need to start that again. But uh, Star Wars Holiday Special, you know, infamous uh, even before Rift Tracks. Uh, in the fact that it only aired one time ever. It's never been made available anywhere else to watch other than through Rift Tracks. I'm amazed that that they got the rights to sell it on VOD. I really, truly am. Like, like, like if I ever get to talk to any of those guys ever again, like, one-on-one, like, I have, like, a list of questions. Like, how did you get the rights for the Star Wars Holiday Special? How is that possible? Yeah, it's... Again, it's never been rift or never been released officially. Uh, you had to buy like 
bootleg copies of it at conventions. Or, like, go on, like, video.google.com. To <laughs> and all of the, the commercials are in Are in it, yeah. Now, uh, they've recently, uh, a few years ago, they got their hands on a better quality copy. Really? Is it the, the same holiday version? special? I don't remember. I I wanted to check and see if the commercials were commercials, the same. Man, man, like those commercials are like the best part. Yeah, I'm um, pretty sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's the same version. It might be slightly different uh, because it seems to go for a very long time without any commercials. Uh, so it might have been a different market, and so they cut out. Uh, some of the commercials, either that or it's like one of the Mandela effect things, and uh, I'm just misremembering. Is that your? Is that our helicopter back again? No, I'm just oh. way closer to the road. I heard. I heard sorry. something. I heard yeah. something in the background. I was hoping it was our helicopter friend. No, it was not us. our helicopter friend to make me enraged. Uh, but the the Star Wars the Rift Tracks Star Wars Holiday Special. Um, and I honestly, I've been so busy with work, I forgot it was coming up uh, last week, and then it was like the day before, and I'm like, ah, crap. Because usually I'll do a thing where uh, the last few years I've watched it uh, for 24 hours. The Star Wars Holiday Special? The Star Wars Holiday Special I watched what, for 24 like, hours like, in a row for a couple, like a a couple years. Like a Christmas story? Yeah, like, kind of uh, like a Christmas you, story. I hate that. I hate that so much. They wrecked that movie so hard. <laughs> playing it over and over and over again for decades. Yeah. Hey, it, we like, don't... It, 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 I used to love that movie. Now I hate it. <laughs> I can't stand it. And now they do, uh, I know USA a few years ago did uh, 24 Hours of Elf. <sighs> Why? They started doing that. I don't, I don't know, man. Like... I, don't, I, I don't get the appeal of Elf. Sorry, I don't get it. I don't get Will Ferrell. That's fair. Um, yeah, that's I mean, fair. I know I I know it's I know it's a John Favreau movie, but and I usually like stuff that he does, but Elf, no, <laughs> <laughs> not my thing, man. You're an angry Elf, aren't you? I guess I've seen it one time. Is that a reference to the movie? Yes, kind of. Uh, okay, I just like I know I've seen it one time and I wasn't a fan, like. It, 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 it's kind of like when when I finally saw the movie Fargo and I was like this is the same joke over and over this is awful people liked this what like I've, like this is but yeah it, I've it's, never watched it's, it's kind of like that's that one of those thing, yeah. that's one of those movies I've never seen Fargo yeah just watch it watch season two of the TV show and you'll be good that's <laughs> that's really that's really the best Fargo experience yeah I haven't uh, haven't seen Fargo I my I think my list of movies that I haven't watched is not going to be on the same level of surprising as the list of movies that you've never watched. Yeah, because I've like, seen you mention some films, and I'm just like, what? Like, how have like, you not even seen that accidentally by now? Like, or something like the Terminator. Like, I haven't seen, I haven't seen, any, I haven't seen a, a single Terminator movie. Hasn't happened. <laughs> oh, that's. That one's yeah. That one's a little crazy to me that you haven't even just watched the first one. No, I haven't. Like not even out of like curiosity. I'm like, well, um, yeah. But but hey, it's like I've never seen any of the I've never seen any of the Godfather films. So what's that? It's just 
uh, the Godfather movies. I've never watched any of those. I saw those movies for the first time, like I think either last year. It had to have been last year. Last year or two years ago. And I was like, oh, Al Pacino's in this? Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, <laughs> he's the main star? Oh, okay. It's, it's what he's primarily known for? Oh, well, oh. learn something new every day. <laughs> yep. It's like, okay, you guys come at me, okay, for not seeing every movie. Come at me when you've seen Saturday's Warrior, all right? <sighs> then we'll talk, okay? But yeah. until you can tell me what Saturday's Warrior is without looking at Wikipedia, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> After you've watched through the entirety of Dinosaur Island, then come talk to yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. C- come talk to me about not having seen a list of movies. Go tell you what, I'm very well read. And a bunch of crap nobody else has seen. Oh, okay? totally. So, but anyway, maybe we should wrap it up. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. I think we've been going for long enough. Sorry, Jack the Giant Killer. <laughs> looks yeah, exactly. Like, well, well, looks like you're getting bumped back once again. We're 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 gonna get to you. That you're one that we love. You're one of the very very good ones. I mean, that was the first ever riff tracks I ever watched. So, I think it might have been my first riff tracks live show. Yeah, it was my just my first overall uh, riff, riff tracks, tracks anything. Yeah, oh, so I got to way, watch. I got to watch what, uh, ten years ago. Oh, shut up, Dave. It's 2011. It's 2021, and 2021 is <laughs> about to end. Next year is going to be the ten year anniversary of. Manus, the Hands of Fate, Rift Tracks Live, and Birdemic oh, Live. So we have that to look man. forward to. Yeah. Our hashtag mortality. Yep. Speaking of Getting hashtags. Old. Speaking of hashtags, what are you hashtagging? Oh, I was, that was like, well, I suppose I, 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 was, I was trying to set you up to say check me out on Twitter and all that. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah trying sorry, to be well, clever on a segue. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it, it, if uh, it clearly did not work. No, I I am too thick to get subtle things like that. Uh, <laughs> if you like the podcast, you can head over to patreon.com slash true blue riffcast and you can uh, support us there for a couple dollars a month if you would like. If not, hey, no big deal. We're not in this for the money. We're just do it because we love riff tracks. But uh, you can follow me on Twitter at PB and Awesome. You can find me pretty much on any other social media platform under that same name. And you can follow the podcast at TB Riffcast, also on Twitter. And uh, you can check me out on Twitter at D Chadwick Author. Yes, I finally got my own Twitter. Yeah, you did it right again. <laughs> and you can check me out on uh, Dave Chadwick.info. Buy all my book on Amazon uh, because I, for, uh, I am in it for the money on that. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, his, so, that's uh, and, uh, yeah, that's all I got. We'll see you guys next week on the next episode of the True Blue Riftcast. Rock till you die. <laughs>